We are live. We are live. We are live. It's Monday. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Are you ready? Are you ready? I don't know. Okay. I have this in my hand. Anyway, are you ready for your Monday? Are you ready to walk in your purpose? Are you ready to stand in your truth? We are gonna talk about it today, baby. We are gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about what's preventing you from standing in your truth. What is what type of perseverance do you need? We're going to talk about it. We'll be right back. Back in a moment. Good morning. My name is Brian McNeil. And I am Lisa Santiago McNeil. And thank you for joining us on our show, Let's Talk About It. We come to each Monday through Friday right here on the SIBN Network, on iHeartRadio, YouTube, TuneIn, as well as Facebook Live. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Like, 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 like. Like, 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 like. You know what we ask. We ask that if you have... uh, been here before to go ahead and share and comment and like. If you've never watched before, make sure you click on the subscription button and the bell so that you can be notified when we go live. All right. So how was your weekend, first off? Did you have a good weekend? Did you do anything interesting? Did you meet anybody new? Did you go anyplace? We had us a good weekend. Um, We had a significant weekend. We had the opportunity to celebrate uh, the life of a friend that has transitioned, and it was a beautiful service. Yes, it was. Went to the homegrown service, Miss Rosie Saunders. A lot of you guys know Rosie. Um, her husband Marion gave one of the most beautiful eulogies I ever saw in my life. Mern. <laughs> yeah, his name was Marion, but they knew him as Mern. <laughs> she called him Mern or Boo or Baby Mern. But um, he gave a, a funny and and touching and poignant eulogy. We went there Saturday morning, and it was uh, it was worth it to me to Absolutely. be there. For Good morning, Miss Phyllis. Thank you for joining this morning. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was poignant, and it was a representation of love. Uh, I did appreciate <coughs> his definition of the word eulogy. Mm-hmm. Which is to speak fondly of, to speak highly of. And, and it should be given by a close friend, is what he said. Absolutely. And I definitely think, hey, Melissa, I definitely think that uh, we did have that for our own uh, Miss Vivian. Vivian. Mm-hmm. We had a beautiful eulogy for her, a celebration of life. And then on Saturday for uh, Miss Rosie. Rosie, it was beautiful. So just continuing to celebrate you guys and to love on you. I think it's important to let you know how important you are each and every day, Miss Phyllis. I know you're at therapy today. I'm grateful you had some beautiful pictures out there uh, this weekend. I saw of you, Melissa and her stick bug. Melissa will collect some bugs and animals, honey. <laughs> yes, she will. <laughs> 
Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, but actually the stick bug, when I looked at the video, I actually saw a cartoon character in my mind. So I looked at that again. I thought about what a creative uh, character he would be as a stick figure because he looked like a stick. This insect actually looked like Mm -hmm. A wooden we know stick. what a stick bug is. Yes, actually, I didn't know what it was. They're bug. very, very clever. The stick bug is one of the bugs that can fool ants. Okay, you know, because like when um, when ants are like uh, canvassing the floor of the jungle. Okay, army ants. Anything that moves, they kill. Okay, anything that moves, they're very, very successful hunters. And a stick bug can be very, very still like a stick. For a very, very long time. Or at least long enough for the ants to get right. Melissa said it was actually a praying mantis, Oh, that's which a, I don't know what that is. A praying mantis, <coughs> it looks like a grasshopper, but it's got these claws. Now, those are also hunters. They all Does it eat people? No, it can't eat people, but it can eat bugs. Eat Does bugs. it bite people? It could bite people, yes. Well, Melissa was just handling it. Yes, but they can't hurt you. They're little things. I'll get their little things. Some little red ants can hurt. That's true. Uh, <laughs> little things can hurt. That's true. Little red ants can bite you and they can hurt you. That's true. And they're tiny. Melissa, I did do some uh some art this weekend as well and had a really good time with that. I had I used uh, to catch um praying mantises and grasshoppers with my hands, me and Earl, all the time. Why? Because that's what we did. We caught grasshoppers and put them in jars and stuff like that, and then let them out later. Good morning, Anthony Whitsett. Thank you for joining us this morning. So I don't know about the bugs. Um, Melissa said, I never saw a great a praying mantis that wasn't green before, but Mr. Nate corrected me, and I had to cross-check them on Google. Praying mantis are gentle and sweet, and we have an ant overload over here, so he's helping me out. Okay, so he has got a job, just like the billy goats. And that's um, like my fish. They all got jobs. Okay. Yeah. Your fish are no longer entertaining to me. Well, that's fine. You don't have to be. They're my fish. <laughs> I have no joy at the fish tank Why anymore. Because they're boring and I don't I don't you can't enjoy it. Because you can't say my tank ain't clear. Now the tank is clear. That's right. Yeah, but they don't draw any interest for me. Oh, good. Well, well, let me introduce that properly. Oh. Okay. And Lisa mentioned before um, creativity, being creative. Now, this show's been going on for five years. And um, at all, every bit of those five years, there's been a story that Lisa has told off and on on here. And we've always enjoyed the story. She's given it in speeches. The story is called, He's Always Higher Than Me. And this is one the one thing that Lisa hasn't completed as a project that I could kind of needle her a little bit on it, just a little bit. You know, like, yeah, when you gonna put that book out? Ha ha ha. Well, this weekend, my beautiful wife, her creativity arose. And she was able to sit in front of her tablet and actually digitally draw the cover for her new book. And then last night, while she was an NFL widow, while her husband was- He said it. He said it. You guys know he has always been trying to convince me- Because it's not a real thing. That. It's not a real thing. And it is a true thing. I was all alone. She wasn't all alone. I was all she alone. She was in the living room. In the house. Was, she was in the living room. There was no interaction. She was in the living room, and I was on the outside was, in the gazebo. We could see each I, other. I had to- There was just a sliding glass door. Entertain anyway. myself. 
It was just nothing. Big there baby. Was no companionship. There was no interaction, no conversation, no communication. And I yet toughed it out. I persevered. And so while Brian was off in the football world, I did a couple of things. I actually had some clients that I got to talk through some projects that they were working on. And then in the coaching process, good morning, Dr. Beverly, some of the muse showed up for he's always higher than me. And I, like he said, I did digitally. Uh, I do my art typically digitally. I usually, I sketch it first and then I um, create it digitally and crisp it up. But yesterday I took another step, which is not something that I've done before, which is I took the muse and not only did we do it digitally, but we started sketching it out on canvas and I did it on canvas. And she painted that picture last night. And she is always, she, uh, she is, is, she is the, the character, the main character in He's always higher than me. And actually, I'm excited. I had a lot of fun with her. And um, Isn't that a nice picture? I did. I liked her. I liked her. I want them to appreciate, too. It's, it's a, that's a nice picture. She, I mean, I could not do that. You know, just take paper, I mean, um, a blank canvas and some colors and brushes and come up with that. Yes. And the digital version of it came out really cool, too. So I'm going to see if I can find that and share it. Melissa Price says, that's awesome, Lisa. I love it. It's got such a happy, peaceful vibe to it. And it does. And it does. And this is the digital version of it. The digital version that I, well, can't see that much. The digital version of He's Always Higher Than Me. Written and illustrated by Dr. Me. Deborah says, I like that picture. Thank you, Dr. Deborah. And it's a great like story. It. And it fits actually Lisa's style of um, not just for children's books. When you add, he's always hired me. And I think it should have always been in the collection to the tiniest little acorn to raised by chickens. That'll be her three. Her three, not just for tiniest children's books. Acorn. Raised by I chickens. Raised and he's always chickens. higher than me. This is my first foray into digital illustration. It was very embryonic and very abstract. I was afraid of my abilities. I was afraid of my lack of abilities, rather. I was afraid that who and what I were uh, depicting wouldn't convey. Amen. Um, Anthony said, my drawings always makes sense in stick figure form. Absolutely. That's what I began to realize. So I began to do some research into animation because the first problem that I had was judging. Yes, Dr. Deborah, I'm waiting for it as well. This one is going to actually have a companion coloring book. So we're not, he's higher than me is also is the book and companion coloring book. So Lisa mentioned that I think on Friday or Saturday that she's thinking about doing some adult coloring books for like the Christmas holiday. And by the way, you entrepreneurs who have are creative and can create products and can create things to offer, Christmas is coming. We tell you every year, you know, get you get ready for that Christmas rush because we can be supportive of each other. We can sell each other stuff and give each other stuff 
for Christmas. We can put each other stuff in each other's grab bags. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so I had to evaluate what the intention is, was, is from my art and like be able to weigh it against that. I often have to do this with my clients because like we're going back and forth and they're fixing periods and commas and quotation marks. And I'm like content. What is the purpose of the content? You are focusing on these little idiosyncrasies instead of the purpose of your content. One of the things that began to heal me was when Brian and I would do workshops together and I would go to the board and just do these little abstract sketches. It was fantastic, y'all. The first, I remember the first time Lisa did it and after a while she did it so often, I would even wonder at all. But, um, cause at first I was so nervous. Like uh, we were giving a workshop. It was like one of our first, one of our first ones when we were doing it together. And I was speaking. And Lisa, because she's around, she knew what I was going to talk about. She knew what I was going to say. She knew what the workshop was. Okay. So as I was speaking, I was really, really early in my talk. And Lisa goes behind me to the dry erase board. And but I was in my mode, so I didn't want to stop what I was saying. And I knew she was drawing on the board. I knew she was drawing. I didn't know what she was drawing because I had an audience in front of me, but I knew she was drawing. And then when I had a moment, I turned around and I saw her illustrations made so much sense to what I was saying and they went along. And so she was able to, as I continued talking, she was able to like do it like almost real time. What I was saying when she was drawing or writing out or whatever. And it was beautiful and I loved it so much. And then we started doing it and it was just like a part of the act. Absolutely. <laughs> but that actually became part of the encouragement. That became part of the encouragement that, you know what? This might not be the Mona Lisa, but this is my Mona Lisa. It was. And it was quick and it was on time and nice. And so those little bits of encouragement begin to add up. And then with the the way that he's, uh, the tiniest little acorn was received, it uh, it gave me the, the, confidence, the to confidence to do Raised, raised by, by chickens. chickens. Now, Raised by Chickens, I also illustrated, you see my little fat chickens and the eagle in the middle. That's actually me. You see my hair right there. That's me. But anyway, like again, like Anthony says, some of these are stick figures. Some of these are very simplistic drawings I am using, but they have been so widely received mm -hmm. that I am honored to have them. Good morning. I'm, I'm Miss Felicia grateful, Gardner. Grateful, grateful uh, Felicia says, please them. send me cons consulting session schedule. What are you talking about? Absolutely. I have the, the sessions, the the link on the bottom of the screen, if you'd like to schedule a one-on-one -on -one session oh. to talk about your book, your future project, your game, or whatever it is that you're looking to create in the future, I am happy to help you with that. You know, Miss Felicia Gardner finally this weekend accepted me as a Facebook friend. <laughs> after all of these years, well, <laughs> after all the begging, she finally accepted my Facebook friend request. Well, I had the option, I had the opportunity to have uh, Miss Felicia in session on Friday. We did the, the uh, write a book that sells session to look into the group project and program. I am excited about all the people that attended that were looking to be a part of that group. We're going to have another session as we continue yes, to share this. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's that season. 
it's that season to start putting your action behind your dreams and your purpose. Oh my gosh, it's high time too. Um, just we're still cleaning up the weekend, but we have, we do have a topic today, and I want to get into our topic myself, but also Friday because we were busy. Um, I had a, a friend of mine named Amy Anderson. She owns Anderberry Bracelets along with her son, um, Aaron. Amy and Aaron, they own a company called Anderberry Bracelets. And they, they have an amazing story about how they staved off homelessness by selling rubber band bracelets. And uh, it was just a, it's a beautiful story. But anyway, um, Amy knows that I'm into rhino, rhinos. And so she built some, some jewelry that she thought I might like featuring rhinos. And she's had it for a couple of weeks, and she's told me a couple of weeks, and she tried to get me to come out, but I, I couldn't make it out to any of her events. So on Friday, she agreed to come to my home and drop this off, and she brought this here, and I really like it, and I really want to show you the rhino head. Where you go, baby? I'm putting my hand behind you. You don't watch enough YouTube videos? <laughs> Turn the head to the side. I really, really like it, and she brought it to the home. And um, and she brought a bracelet, a company bracelet to go with it. So I really, really like it. Note now, she brought it to me because, and she made it with me in mind. But she did not give it to me. She charged me for it. But I and I paid full price, just like I paid for my bracelets that my son made. He charged me for it, and I'm happy that I paid for both of these things too, because we should invest in ourselves, you know. So now I have this big piece of of jewelry here that I really, really like, that I hope to wear a lot, okay? Uh, Felicia says, LOL, yes, Brian, and I enjoy Lisa. She got me wanting to put my own book, get my own book done. Thanks, Lisa, you you um, was amazing, yes. Well, thank you, I was amazing. Mm -hmm. Amen, I'm grateful. I had some amazing people in the room and I'm excited to have them there. That highlights to me the encouragement and inspiration that your class had to provide it for somebody. It did for at least one and probably more than one. Okay, so now uh, just to highlight my thing here. So now I'm wearing my rhino bracelets. I still have my whalebone, okay? I've been wearing this for 18 years, 17, 18 years, this whalebone right here. And I have my rhino bracelets. So now I have, I wear eight pieces of jewelry now, and I hope to always wear these eight, okay? <laughs> oh, we also went to the movies on Friday night. Or Saturday? I think it was Friday. Let me tell you something about going to the movies today. It is not worth, we took me, Lisa, and our grandchild, a six-year-old boy, to the movies. I wanted to see the um, Shang-Chi, the, the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang-Chi? Yes, and it was a great movie, I thought. But- um, seventy-five dollars, seventy-five bucks for two adults and one child to go to a movie and have popcorn and drinks. Who was the comedian? And I think it was. We Chris went to Ryan. Dollar Tree and brought our own candy. We didn't even buy candy. They bought popcorn and soda and a slushy. That was the seventy-five dollars right there. What the hell? <laughs> Good morning, birthday girl. Happy birthday to. Is that Latanya? That's Katura. Katura's birthday was last week. It was Friday. We celebrated it, didn't we? Not we on the show. Okay, yes, we did. We did. <laughs> but go ahead. But Latanya Blackman's birthday was also, it's okay. No, Latanya birthday. Blackman's birthday is today. I get it. Okay. Yes. Right. That's good. And so it was a beautiful, uh, 
we had we had a good time at the movies. Uh-uh. Um, so the movie was great. I enjoyed the movie a great deal. The Legend of the Ten Rings. I mean, this guy's got these five braces on one arm and five braces on the other arm, and they have powers. And that made me think. The movie's called Legend of the Ten Rings, but they were actually bracelets. Why do they call it Legend of the Ten Bracelets instead of Ten Rings? Whatever. It was good. Um, Anthony said your accessories look powerful, Brian. It does. That's his Wakanda. This is what it is? Wakanda? This is Wakanda stuff. <laughs> But I like them. I've just never known my husband to wear it's new. this much. It's jewelry. new to me. It's new to me. But you know, I did videos this weekend too, and I like um, uh, different videos offering different things. And I like how they look on video on me. So that's my look. And thank you for saying it looks powerful. If you like it, I love it. Um, Felicia, Felicia says, says, nice necklace, Brian. I have a rapper friend named Bonds. Bonds. Okay. And he literally wears a necklace that is made out of bones from some animal. Yeah, this is made out of a bone. Whale bone. A whale bone. It's actually shaped into a fish hook. And it has a story behind it, too. A gentleman from Samoa gave it to me. Yes, Katura. Shang-Chi was a good movie. Yeah, I thought I it was great. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great. Um, little Brandon enjoyed it until he just got tired of it. It just got a little long for him. To yeah, six-year-old. <laughs> to be still. But he enjoyed the wah, 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 wah. And the dragons. I thought the dragons were beautiful. And mm-hmm. um, he, he and I both liked the um, the lions. The lion dogs. The yes, big giant yes, lion yes, dog yes. So it was really, it was good. It was creative. It was exciting. I was happy to see it. I did not like looking at my um, my PayPal uh, withdrawals for the movie. Really? What the heck? <laughs> we spent that much. Now, here's how I, I surprised me. Because I take Lisa to the front of the theater and then go park the car. Okay. I take her to the front, go park the car. Now, I handed her my card. Here, baby, take my debit card. So that I'm paying for the movie. She could have paid for it, but I wanted to be the one to pay for it because I asked them to go. So what you thought, like I paid extra people stuff when you saw the money come out? No, I, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> she paid for the movie and then she went right into the line and got popcorn and drinks for her little band. And I'm like, oh my God, what the heck? <laughs> I know that's terrible. We shouldn't we shouldn't begrudge. An, um, a moment or an event. You should spend your money on events. You should spend your money on experiences. Yeah, Brian, uh, Anthony Brian does make the Wakanda X with his arms quite frequently. Yes, you do. You I used it. to. We've got pictures like that with the Wakanda thing going yeah. on. So and let's get to the topic today. It's 922. What's the topic? Now, we had a difference of a thought about topic. Um, the one topic that you decided to title it, what is it called? Today's show. Today's show topic is interpreting your role in life. Interpreting your role in life. Okay, that's one. Now, I wanted to talk about that thing you fear. That thing you fear. That thing you fear that's holding you back. So, interpreting your role in life, your role, okay? What is your role in life's big scheme of things? What role are you here to fulfill? What, What cause, what purpose gets done through you, mm-hmm. one thing. And then the other thing is that thing that you fear. You know, the, a lot of times that thing you fear is the thing that's keeping you from it. And I looked up concepts of fear, and of course the classic Ralph Waldo Emerson quote kept popping up. Do the thing you fear, and the death of fear is certain. 
If you do the thing you fear, the death of fear is certain. All of my research this morning inspired me. I wrote a whole article. I wrote a whole article this morning called about, um, what did I call that article? I sent Lisa, um, well, I did an article and also did a long post, okay? Mm -hmm. the Lisa, I sent Lisa the, um, the post and I just finished it differently for the article. Okay. Okay. I've submitted an article into um, a message for the people who do not like to sell and really dislike the idea of closing sales. You could also create this as a white paper and put it on your LinkedIn. I should do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I just submitted an article. But the, a message for the people who don't like to sell, basically, is what it's called. Mm -hmm. A message to them. And all that was out of inspiration. I wrote that whole article this morning. What you think of the article, baby? I thought the article was good. I thought it was really, really important that people understand. I saw how they tied together because I think that when we come to the place where we understand our purpose, mm -hmm. then we also begin to identify and hopefully start to address the things that are keeping us from being successful. Because they will pop up. Mm -hmm. okay? And I really believe those things we fear, those things that keep us from being successful, like Lisa just said, I think they serve a purpose. It's just like um, the, the butterfly escaping the cocoon. Okay, it, it serves a purpose, that adversity, that thing you fear, having to fight through that thing. Oh, my God. The classic story of the butterfly. Y'all know the story. Little boy is watching this butterfly struggle to make its way out of the cocoon. Hmm. Okay. He sees the butterfly scratching. He sees the butterfly struggling to get out of the cocoon. And the little boy decides to help the butterfly get out of the cocoon. So he like grabs a little corner of the cocoon and kind of like tears it a little bit so that the butterfly can escape more easily. More easily. Yes. And, and yeah, go ahead. Did you want to add in before that? Okay. Yes, actually. Mm -hmm. okay. So what happens a lot of times. And, and I actually, I'm looking at it play out. They always say that you'll learn when you get older, you'll understand, right? I see some of the things, some of the things that were challenges that actually became the things, the catalysts, if you will, that created certain abilities. And I also see some of the things that we went out of our way to keep our uh, children from having to deal with actually ended up being the thing that was a, a drawback to some of the areas of yes. their success. So the boy helps the butterfly escape. And, so, and the butterfly does escape the cocoon. And as soon as it escapes the cocoon, it falls to the ground and dies. What the boy didn't understand was by that butterfly struggling to get through the cocoon, he would make a small opening. And as he squeezed through the small opening, the, the cocoon itself would squeeze the fluid that was in the butterfly's body out. Okay, so it was squeezing through and it was also re squeezing the fluid back into the cocoon mm -hmm. and out of the butterfly's body. That's why the hole needed to be small to kind of squeeze all that stuff out of the body and so that the butterfly can fly. Okay, and Lisa's right. So often we help out by tearing a little bit of the cocoon and cause their death. Okay, maybe not death, but demise or yeah. we prolong them from learning something that they could have benefited from. There's a lot to say. Many times in my life. There's a lot mm -hmm. to say about letting someone figure it out. And sometimes it's hard to watch. 
someone to suffer or struggle through the thing that is actually going to benefit them the most. I was living in Greensboro, North Carolina, and I had uh, living in a horrible place for a while. And then I went from, I had a little bit of success and I went from living in a hovel to a really nice place uptown. Okay. I didn't, I didn't take the intermediate steps. I went from crap to, I mean, my rent was five times more. Okay. From the living in the hovel to moving up. It was five times more than what I was paying, baby. Can you believe that? Yes. <laughs> so I, I got to the place where I went there all baller. Okay. Cause I was able to pay whatever they wanted to pay up front. And not that long after I was moved up into the baller place, um, I started getting into financial struggles. You know, money wasn't coming as fast and all of that. And I got behind in rent. And this place played no games. You get behind in rent one time, you got one more time, and you out of there. Okay, that was just how they played it. They told you clearly, you can't be late here. We're going to play that. You ain't going to be late month after month here. Once, maybe. Twice, you out. Okay, that's how clear they was. And I got to the place where I was late, and I was about to be late again. And I was a very active member of my church. I read the church announcements every week. I was friends with pastor and all the leadership of the church. And I'm in struggling mode. I went to the church council. I says, I need to borrow money. They said, let's set up a meeting. They had um, 11 officers of the church in the room and me. And after the meet, during the meeting, we, I pleaded my case. I needed somebody to help me out for my rent. They asked very intelligent questions. Very intelligent questions. Now, they were all older than me. The questions were things like, if we cover your rent this month, what are you going to do next month? That's an intelligent question, right? <laughs> my answers was not good enough. I'm going to keep building my business is what I was saying, tantamount to that. Well, they decided no, not to help me. And I did get evicted from that place. Like urgently, you got to come get your stuff now. Okay, I got evicted, okay? But what happened from that eviction, I ended up getting a, a small a house. I moved from the duplex into a house that I lived in for two and a half years. And the house was half of what my duplex of town was. Lived there for two and a half years, much more comfortable. And it was a house by myself with a big backyard. I enjoyed that little house when me and my son, it was just a little house. Me and my son would be there a lot together. Me, my son, and Archie. That's it. <laughs> but it was better for me, even though I didn't like that they said no to me. It hurt me. But it ended up being a better benefit. Well, and it, and it allowed you to learn how to be more conscientious of what you had. You appreciated it more. And you, yes. And you were in a situation where you could continue to build and grow. Yep. It worked out so much better, although I didn't want it. I didn't get the help I needed. And that was the blessing. Okay. Um, so the two topics that we were having and we marrying them together is what we're doing. We're marrying them. Um, say yours again. Mine is interpreting your role in life. Let's talk about that for a minute. Interpreting your role in life. Whatever do you mean, Lisa? So when I think of interpreting your role, I think so often we miss see or misread the cues to who and what we are. And we allow some of the things that we can or cannot do or some of the things that we may or may not be good at to begin to dictate the things that we are called to do. Mm. 
you know, like I said, even with the, I'm very creative. I'm not necessarily creative to the same degree as some others. And right. my confidence in some of my art and some of my creativity had limitations on them that I was allowing to keep me in a certain place. Makes me wonder where those limitations came from. Well, they, it's, it's horrible to say, but a lot of things came from other people. A lot of lessons Especially came from young. other people and a lot of them came from when you were young. Absolutely. When I was young. Absolutely. So there was a lot of things that I was told or that were said or even hap uh, some things we say casually that I internalized and then I had to go through the process of uprooting them and relearning my interpretation of what they meant. You know, the second job I ever had was at a, um, was in a mall. I was 16. The first job I had was at Medgar Evers College Library, shelving books. I was 15. But the second job I ever had, I was 16 years old, and I worked at a, a chocolate store in the mall. You know, they had really, really high-end chocolates and just really, really high-end, that kind of stuff, a boutique store for chocolate. And I, as a 16-year-old boy, uh, would very often sample stuff, okay? Sample some of everything. And I mean, one day I was sitting there um, sampling a chocolate cheesecake slice. Okay. <laughs> the old manager of the company says, Brian, maybe you should never work around food again. <laughs> you don't need to work around food, Brian. And that stuck in my head ever since then. I just don't, I'm not the kind of guy that should work around food because of what she said. I internalized it. Well, it worked together for you good. Yes. <laughs> and that's the way some of these things work. Some of they, sometimes they work for your good and sometimes they work for your detriment. As someone in a creative field with um, helping people to tap into the messages and the images and the inspirations that God has given them, for me to avoid any, um, avoid any, for me to embrace any limitations on creativity can negatively affect my ability. So I had to get to a place where I would address that. Dr. Beverly says, I am interpretive of becoming the butterfly of the transform transformation speaker, coach, author. Uh, Tarnas Green says, good morning. Couture's birthday was yesterday. We got to get it right. Check out my song to her. Okay, I guess your song to her is on your Facebook page. So we will check that out as well. I love it. So Katrina's birthday was actually yesterday. I thought we celebrated it on Friday, but it was actually on yesterday. Where was I going? I was about to say something really, really poignant too. It left me. Just that but fast. it's time for the song. We have gone in. Oh my gosh. We didn't even talk about the topic. Talk that, about that the thing part. you fear. That thing you fear. I was thinking about um, uh, what inspired me to write that article. I saw a post in a Facebook group this morning. And it was talking about, keep going. Um, this lady suggested something in the group. She said, uh, would anybody be interested in someone making sales calls for you, making your sales calls for you on the phone and, um, and an affiliate programs? And there were a lot of comments. And it's like, yes, I'd be interested in someone selling for me. And I would be interested in um, affiliate programs. One day they made a post something about, I charge... Um, I charge my prices so I don't have to sell. 
That means she lowers her price to the point where she don't believe she has to sell. People just take it. Oh, oh, we're going to talk about that too. Okay. And then um, and some other people was talking about things. It just made it. They were so anti-sales. They did not want to sell at all. And I saw that as sad. So it inspired me to write this article for those of you who don't like to sell. Absolutely. Let me catch up on some of these sure. comments first. Um, Brother Mark, he says, you were told no because you were being directed to what you needed and what better fit your circumstances at the time. Many times when we hear no, we have to say next. And in the end, things often work out as they should. Amen. Yes. Dr. Deborah says, my ex and I are going through a period of allowing our son to find his own way. That's a mm. really difficult. It is. necessary. She says, it's difficult to watch. We have always stepped up too soon to rescue him. Now we now realize that we prevented him from developing some tools that he needs for life. It Amen. is so difficult to do that. It is, but it is a necessary one. It is a necessary position to be in. Chef Rev said he's been handling windshield repairs. <sighs> he got a rock hit his windshield yesterday. He's got a, first off, he's got a beautiful car. He's got a, a, a black man working. A BMW, black man working, <laughs> uh, beautiful car. And uh, we actually got a chance to meet Chef Rev and his beautiful wife yesterday. Beautiful let me man. tell you, let me, Lisa and I have been teasing him for weeks now about we have never tasted his food. Okay. <laughs> and he was not going to have that. He, called, he let Lisa know that he's going to bring by some food yesterday. Um, yesterday, and he knew I was taxed. I wanted to watch football all day. Um, and him and his wife was willing to drive to our home, and they did. And they brought food. They brought ribs and chicken and corn still in the husk. And it was uh, – it was. now, when he brought it there, I opened up the box with the ribs. I was outside trying to greet <sighs> Belle. And once I opened up the styrofoam box, and I saw – a tear dropped from your the eyes. ribs. <laughs> I didn't hear nothing else. I grabbed one, put it to my mouth, took a bite, and music started to play. And birds came from somewhere. <laughs> and I was transformed. <laughs> the best ribs that I can remember ever having. Oh, my goodness. I cannot remember any ribs in my adult life that were better than these. These were soft and sweet and falling off the bone. You have to fight the ribs to enjoy it. And the words of the late great auntie feet. No, I can't do auntie because <laughs> this is Chef Rev. <laughs> but if y'all know Auntie Fee, y'all know what she would have said. George, I had to fight him. I had to fight him. They were awesome. Chef Rev's, Chef Rev's ribs. And uh, this morning, Chef Rev, I had your chicken this morning for breakfast. Yes, I, I had oatmeal and I had a couple of your drumsticks this morning. Well, Miss Phyllis said, I need him when I come for my daughter's birthday on Saturday, even though I don't eat meat, LOL. I'ma tell you, you gonna wanna eat meat again. Angel <laughs> <laughs> Richard said, good topic. You struggled with that question for a long time to get clarity from for myself. I later named it passion of a childrenless father. Mm. I internalized the father's perspective of the prodigal son story to help me get a better understanding of me and the stages that I were in and had to go through. 
It helped me to recognize the purpose and the solution to what was a problem. Thank you, Anthony, for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Felicia said, it's hard. It's hard. But if we don't allow our loved ones to face and overcome their fears on their own, they will not have the tools to overcome that situation and other challenges in their life. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm really raising my hand for myself. It's very difficult to watch you know, my child bump his head left and right. And you want to help them, but you're not helping them by helping them. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's difficult. Uh, Melissa says, whoa, my mom had chicken and oatmeal for dinner last night. That's the first I ever heard of that combo. You will be the second, Brian. Actually, I like being the second to your mom having chicken and oatmeal. I like that fact. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> but it was good. The chicken was good. I had, well, good I had is not a good enough adjective. Because I couldn't get as many ribs as some people. You did too get some ribs. Okay. I didn't get this. What happened? Ribs. I ate the first one. I took it outside, so we was all outside. You know, I was eating the first one, and I came back in the house, and I had another one. Okay, another whole bone. And I said after I ate the second bone, okay, this is my last one for now. I'll eat later. And then I finished that one because I was going to, have to go watch the game because at a bar. And then I was like, well, I'm gonna have one more. And then I had the one more. And then I was about to leave the house again. And then I had a fourth one. <laughs> Chef Rev, we need you to put your number in the comments or your link in the comments. Well, how do you, you want people how you to contact want people to contact you? Uh, I know Phyllis is going to be here this weekend. We uh, Chef Rev is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I do not know what region he serves or what area he served. Now he goes on to say, "We laughed going back home." I said, "It's getting ready to be a fight if Lisa doesn't get to eat any ribs." Please know that there was going to be a fight. Amen. Oh, that was such a pleasant visit. They they didn't they didn't stay long because they were up all night. You know, he's the pastor. You know, so they had a lot of things to do. Um, but they but the visit was wonderfully pleasant for me. And Lisa, we enjoyed meeting um, Chef Rev in person and, and his, his wife, and his Belle. beautiful wife. Yes, absolutely. Belle, we, got, we got to get a song for his wife as soon as she starts coming on. We know you're at work, sweetie, but we still love you, appreciate <laughs> you. Uh, Beverly says, Sometimes I had, sometimes I wish I had the courage that my children have because those PKs are not afraid of anything or to do anything. I just put my hand over my head and said, Lord, help my nerves. Yes, Andrew Wilson said, Hey, Brian. I ate some deer ribs like that by accident. What? I never had deer ribs. I thought there was some strange looking pork ribs. Okay. And Felicia says, does he do beef ribs? And yes, he does beef ribs. Boy, um, um, Chef he cooked. He's a, he's a reverend. He's a pastor. He cooked the hell out, <laughs> out of these ribs. There was no hell left in the no, ribs? No, he cooked the hell um, out of them. Go to Chef Rev catering.com. Uh, Dr. Deborah says, I want some of those ribs. You know yes, what? you do. We need to have uh, Chef Rev come over and have a couple of our friends and cater hire us. Cater yes, us we here. should. And you know what else we need to do? I want him to cater our home party, yes. I want him to cater at one of our home parties, but we need to go get it, um, another beach house, okay? And oh, yes, to do another... Um, to do another beach trip. Lisa and I have done some beach trip. trips with just our friends, you know, um, four couples, six couples, eight couples, 10 people. Not 12. all couples. We've done 12. It yeah, but to, not all couples. It don't have to be all couples, no. no have to all, but we've done as many as 12 of our friends at a time. 
Uh, Dr. Deborah has been on at least two trips that I could think of. Okay. But it's time for us to do that. And we can have Chef Rev, you know, cater it. You know, because yeah. I've been catering most of the time. I've been doing the food most of the time. Well, you do and at I least can take first some night time out. Yeah. Wow. Um, yes, I do the gumbo, uh, the seafood gumbo. I do the pasta. The pasta. That's always a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, Felicia Gardner said, "Yes, set that up. She'll be there." So good. So Felicia's first one. She, now we just made a suggestion, and she heard the suggestion, and she raised her hand immediately. Yeah. Those are the people that I want. The ones that get it right away. And we want to do it before your um, holiday calendar gets filled up. I was looking for some dates to do some upcoming events that I had planned. And I was like, whoa, we're about finished with September dates. Mm -hmm. And then October only got like one weekend in it before you are gone to the holidays. Now, speaking of which, on this retreat, we're going to go to a beach, you know, Myrtle Beach, Carolina Beach, some beach. So you don't have to live in Charlotte, okay? As long as you can get to the beach, you know, and meet us there. That's all. So we're going to do a trip. We can set that up. We're good at setting it up. And uh, Happy today, Bill. Yeah. Oh, this would be our first beach trip without Bill. Bill has been on several of our trips together. I know, but Bill and Delila are... They won't be able to come this all, time unless they figure they it could, out. They could come. <laughs> hey, check this we're out. We're not on the other side of the earth. We're That's only true. on the other the side, side of the country. country. We're going to do another trip. Now, we've done it two different ways, these trips. We've done them themed, where we're going to make it like everyone does workshops, and we've done them no theme at all. Okay, so we'll have to think that out. So it's time to do the songs, too. It's 9.44. Absolutely. We're going to run out of time with the songs. One time we did it themed, and all the people were there were like coaches, it seemed like. Bill did a workshop. Dr. Deborah did a workshop. Lisa did a workshop. I did a workshop. And it was a fun time for me. Everybody did workshops because, because, like when Lisa did a workshop, we were all the audience. Okay, the other coaches, and when Bill did his workshop, we were all the audience. It was just fun for me. Bill did an amazing workshop that time. I remember. Uh, Miss Phyllis is here. Miss Phyllis is here. So clear the way. Miss Phyllis is here. Now we can all have a great day. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. Good Melissa morning, Price is here. Miss Phyllis, good morning, good morning. Chef Rev said we've traveled from Boston to Florida and everywhere in between, up and down the Man, East Coast, baby. It was such a happy time. They had big smiles on their face. His wife had a big smile on her face. We had big smiles on our face. It don't take all day to make an impact. We made an impact. They made an impact on us in moments. Bam, 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 bam. Melissa's on. Now it's time for us to sing her song. Melissa song. Good morning, Miss Melissa Price. Hey, Melissa. It's time for the pad man. <clears throat> you know me. I'm your friend, your main boy, thick and thin. I'm your pad man. Anthony Whitsit. He's, He's your, your pad man. It's challenging to go from Melissa to Anthony Whitsit. <laughs> Melissa Doctor down for the ribs too. Beverly is on the show. Good morning, Dr. Beverly. Dr. Deborah, healing and deliverance coach. Mm -hmm. Dr. Deborah Dunstan says, me too, with an exclamation point, and ribs are my favorite in all caps. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I love ribs. I love Chef Rev's ribs. I still think my favorite food is seafood. 
Okay, well, we'll do that too. We had a beautiful seafood boil on one of the trips. I mean, everybody contributed. I mean, how about crab leg shrimp and all that stuff? Woo, woo, woo. Beautiful. Mm -hmm, uh, who's mm -hmm, up next? Mm -hmm, Felicia. Felicia, we love you. You're the one. The, the one for me. me. William Brown says, your beach trips are amazing. We will make one again, just not this one. Yeah, because <laughs> they they still just got there mm. a couple of months ago. It, it's gonna take them a year to fully unpack to get settled in. Yes, amen. Katora, back to life, back to Katora Green. However, do you want it? However, do you need it? Do you need it? Good morning, Miss Katora. Happy Green. birthday to you. Happy birthday, birthday to you. I was hoping to see y'all Latanya Blackman because today is actually her birthday today. Uh-huh. I sent her a picture of us. Latanya Blackman took a course um, with us back in, I think, 2016 or 17, and we gave out certificates, and, at the, and she also bought my book, or books at the time, and after the class was over, she got her certificate, and she was holding my book in one hand and her certificate in the other hand, and took a picture in the front of the room with me and Lisa. Uh, everyone that took the class and got their certificate took pictures of me and Lisa, and Latanya was one of those people. Absolutely. That's the picture I sent her today. All right. Um, Tarnez, baby. Do it, baby. Do it, do it, baby. Do it, baby. Do it, Tarnez, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Tarnez is on birthday duty. That's all right. He didn't mind a bit. I can I can imagine him enjoying his wife, enjoying her birthday as well. Absolutely, brother Mark. <clears throat> so wide you can't get around it. So low you can't get under a high. So high you can't get over it. Mark Greer is under a groove. Getting down just for the funk of it. Mark Greer is under a groove. Nothing can stop us now. <laughs> That's right. Melissa giving birthday love. And uh, Anthony Winston like that jam too. <laughs> Scroll, baby. Yes, it's time for Chef Rub's song. Oh, we, here we go. Um, um, why must I eat like that? Why not hire Chef Rev? He puts a good food in me. Not, 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 not. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we know he put the good food in, food in us. Let me tell you, last night when I got back from watching the game, there was still one of those husks of corn. So I just peeled off the husk and pulled off the strings. And I bit down into some delicious grilled Corn, y'all. This man put his. Oh my God! You know they say you put your foot in stuff. The foot was in this. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. I am surprised that I left you with corn because I would Lisa typically yep. eat corn. All the corn. I will eat all with of impunity. the corn. Absolutely. <laughs> like, oh, there's corn. That's mine. But because I was trying to make sure that I got some ribs, that I ate the ribs before I ate. I only ate one corn. Normally, I would eat all the corn, like every corn that there is, but I only ate one corn. Ugh. So I had corn when I got back home yesterday. Because I could literally eat just corn. 
Like there was a there was a season where I was just eating corn every day. I think we were vegan at the time, and I was just corn, 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 corn. Good morning to our friend Bill. Nobody thinks like him still. We, we love him so, and we, and we always will. Our, our friend, friend Bill. Bill. Good morning to our friend Bill. How you doing, brother? Buddy? Um, Felicia said, me too, Lisa. I would eat all of the chicken. Is that right? I think it's chicken. She eat all the chicken. The chicken was good too, but I only ate one piece of chicken. You only had one? I only had one piece of chicken. There's still two more. Well, amen. Yep. I say there was four he left saved. for this morning and I could have eaten them all, but I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm a married man. My wife likes chicken too. <laughs> So I said, I'll only take two, and I'll leave her two. Well, I appreciate it. Corn. Felicia likes the corn, too. Okay. Yes. So definitely corn is great. Corn is amazing. And I enjoy corn. So. I happen to really enjoy Mexican corn, but um, I like just corn. I need to say this, too. too. Um, this week, uh, I'm continuing my wonderful saga through the four only series, the workshops for only. I did a real a workshop, a sales training workshop for real estate professionals only. I did a sales training workshop for um, insurance and financial services professionals only. I did a sales training workshops for coaches and consultants only. And I did one, and this week I'm doing one for network marketing professionals only. Hmm. Now, this one is different than the others because the others I just decided to do. This one, I've had several people in all regions of the country, make suggestions over time and particularly lately. You need to do one more about network marketing, Brian. Network marketing. Brian, when are you going to do a sales? And I would hear this from often all over, from New York, from Cali, uh, Florida, uh, Atlanta area, um, all over. And this one, I think I'm doing it because of the, um, the ask, because people are asking. So I'm doing a sales training for those of you involved in network marketing, um, businesses are about to get it. I even reached out to some of my friends that I happen to know are champions in network marketing to get their input yesterday. I sure did. And um, they're excited too. One of the guys that I know has made a million dollars in network marketing. He's got a million dollar home too. And he did it through network marketing. And he told me, look, yeah, we've done a lot of stuff, but we don't know everything, Brian. We're going to be in your class too. How cool is that? How cool is that? So anyway, that's this Wednesday. Um, if you're in network marketing, I'm giving a free sales training at 2 p.m. Eastern. Everybody that registers get the copy of the replay. And we look forward to seeing you there. And make sure that you tune in tomorrow. We can't wait to come and hang out with you. I hope that you make the most of your Monday momentum. And, of course, as always, don't forget to have sex.